0: Welcome to the All About Music podcast. In 222nd episode, this time we will enter the History of World Musicians segment where we will discuss one of the famous group band from England which is famous for the rock music which is loved by many people around the world, they are the Hollies. Who does not know the grub band who is famous for their song entitled, He Ain't Heavy He's My Brother, Bust Up Just One Look etc. Next we will explain more about the biography of the Hollies. Stay tuned with us in this episode. The Hollies are a British rock group best known for their distinctive three-part vocal harmony style. The Hollies became one of the leading British groups of the 1960s and into the mid-1970s. The band was formed by Alan Clark and Graham Nash in 1962 as a Mercy Beat type music group in Manchester, although some of the band members came from towns further north in East Lancashire. Graham Nash left the group in 1968 to form Crosby, Stills and Nash. They enjoyed considerable popularity in many countries, with at least 60 singles or eps and 26 albums charting somewhere in the world, spanning over 5 decades, although they did not achieve major US chart success until Buzz Stop was released in 1966. The Hollies had over 30 charting singles on the UK Singles Chart and 22 on the Billboard Hot 100. The Hollies are one of the few UK groups of the early 1960s, along with the Rolling Stones, that have never disbanded and continue to record and perform. In recognition of their achievements, the Hollies were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010. The Hollies originated as a duo formed by Alan Clark and Graham Nash who were best friends from primary school and began performing together during the skiffle craze of the late 1950s. Eventually, Clark and Nash became a vocal and guitar duo, modeled on American duo The Everly Brothers, under the names Ricky and Dan Young. Under this name, they teamed up with a local band, the Fort Ones, consisting of Pete Bocking on guitar, John Butch Mifflin on bass, Keith Bates on drums, and Derek Quinn on guitar. Wim Quinn quit to join Freddy and the Dreamers in 1962. Clark and Nash also quit and joined another Manchester band, The Deltas consisting of Vic Steele on lead guitar, Eric Haydock on bass guitar, and Don Rathbone on drums, which had just lost two members including Eric Stewart, who left to join a professional band, the Mindbenders, for, though during these periods the group were managed and promoted by Michael Cohen, a music enthusiast and clothing retailer from Oldham. The Deltas first called themselves the Hollies for a December 1962 gig at the Oasis Club in Manchester. It has been suggested that Eric Haydock named the group in relation to a Christmas Holly garland. Though in a 2009 interview Graham Nash said that the group decided just prior to a performance to call themselves the Hollies because of their admiration for Buddy Holly. In 2009, Nash wrote, We called ourselves the Hollies, after Buddy and Christmas. In January 1963, the Hollies performed at the Cavern Club in Liverpool, where they were seen by Parlophone assistant producer Ron Richards, who had been involved in producing the first Beatles session. Richards offered them an audition with Parlophone, but Steele did not want to be a professional musician and left the band in April 1963 for the audition they brought in tony hicks to replace the departing steel hicks played in a nelson band called the dolphins which also featured bobby elliott on drums and bernie calvert on bass not only were the hollies signed by richards who continued to produce the band until 1976 and once more in 1979 but a song from the audition a cover of the coasters 1961 single ain't that just like me was released as their debut single in May 1963 and hit number 25 on the UK singles chart. Their second single, another cover of The Coasters, this time 1957's Searchin', hit number 12. At this point, after recording only eight songs for Parlophone, Rathbone also decided to leave the band and Hicks was able to arrange for his Dolphins bandmate Bobby Elliott to replace him as the Hollies' new drummer in August 1963. They then scored their first British top 10 hit in early 1964 with a cover of Maurice Williams and the Zodiac's Stay, which reached number 8 in the UK. It was lifted from the band's Parlophone debut album, Stay With The Hollies released on the 1st of January 1964, which went to number 2 on the UK album chart. The Hollies became known for doing cover versions. And they followed up with just one look, February 1964, UK number 2, a song that had already had top 10 success in the US for Soul star Doris Troy. The hits continued with, Here I Go Again, May 1964. UK number 4. At this point, there was some North American interest in the group, and versions of Stay with the Hollies with these two singles added, were issued in both Canada by Capitol Records and the US by Imperial Records with the title changed to Here I Go Again. Like their Parlophone label mates the Beatles, the Hollies albums released in North America remained very different from their UK counterparts. By this time, the Hollies were writing and performing a substantial amount of original material. Written by the group's songwriting team of Clark, Nash, and Hicks, and producer Richards finally permitted the group to release its first self-penned hit, Were Through, September 1964. UK number 7, credited to a pseudonym, L. Ransford, the name of Graham Nash's grandfather, as were all their early compositions. This was followed by two more cover versions, Yes I Will, January 1965, UK number 9, and finally the Clint Ballard Jr. penned, I'm Alive, May 1965, the band's first UK number 1, US number 103, Canada number 11, their second album, In the Holly Style, 1964 did not chart in the Record Retailer Top 10 Album Chart, although it did feature in the New Musical Express Album Chart, making the top 10. None of the tracks from the album were released in the US, although a version of it was released in Canada with the addition of the British singles. Finally, the Hollies broke through in North America with an original song that they requested from Manchester's Graham Goldman. Look through any window, September 1965, UK number 4, broke the hollies into the US top 40, number 32, January 1966, and into the Canadian top 10, number 3, January 1966 both for the first time. Their follow-up single, an original recording of George Harrison's new song, If I Needed Someone, December 1965, was undercut when the Beatles decided to release their own version on the UK album Rubber Soul. It only reached number 20 in the UK and was not released in North America. Their third album, simply called Holly's, hit number 8 in the UK in 1965 but under the name Here. Here failed to chart in the US despite its inclusion of look through any window and i'm alive. The Hollies then returned to the UK top 10 with I Can't Let Go, February 1966, UK number 2, US number 42. Their fourth album, would you believe, which included the hit made it to number 16 in 1966. Released in the US as Beat Group, it also failed to crack the US top 100. At this point, a dispute between the Hollies and their management broke out over what bass guitarist Derek haydock contended were excessive fees being charged to the group by management. As a result, haydock decided to take a leave of absence from the group. While he was gone, the group brought in the Beatles' good friend Klaus Wormann to play on a few gigs and recorded two singles with fill-ins on bass the Burt bacharach Hal David song after the Fox September 1966 which featured Peter Sellers on vocals, Jack Bruce on electric bass and Burt Bacharach himself on keyboards, and was the theme song from the Sellers film of the same name, which failed to chart. And, Bus Stop UK number 5, US number 5, June 1966, another Goldman song, which featured Bernie Calvert, a former bandmate of Hicks and Elliot in the Dolphins on Bass. Calvert also played a tour of Yugoslavia with the band in May 1966. Bus Stop gave the Hollies their first U.S. Top 10 single. As a result, a U.S.-Canadian Bus Stop album, made of the single mixed with unreleased songs from earlier in the band's career, climbed to number 75, the group's first album to enter the U.S. Top 100. Although Haydock ultimately proved to be correct about the fee dispute, he was sacked in early July 1966 in favor of calvert bus stop became a huge hit. At the time of Haydock's departure, Clark, Nash and Hicks participated, along with session guitarist Jimmy Page, bass guitarist John Paul Jones and pianist Elton John, in the recording of the Everly Brothers' 1966 album Two Yanks in England, which consisted largely of covers of L. Ransford compositions. After the Everly Brothers album, the Hollies stopped publishing original songs under a pseudonym, and from this point until Nash's last single with the Hollies in 1968. All of their single asides were original compositions, except the final Nash-era single, Listen to Me 1968, which was written by Tony Hazard. In October 1966, the group's fifth album, certain because, UK number 23, 1966, became their first album consisting entirely of original compositions by Clark, Nash and Hicks. Released in the US as Stop, Stop, Stop. It reached number 91 there and spawned a US release-only single, Pay You Back With Interest, which was a modest hit peaking at number 28. Another track, Tell Me To My Face was a moderate hit by Mercury artist Keith, and was also covered a decade later by Dan Vogelberg and Tim Weisberg on their twin Sons of Different Mothers album. Meanwhile, the Hollies continued to release a steady stream of international hit singles, Stop Stop Stop, October 1966, UK number 2, US number 7 from For Certain because known for its distinctive banjo arrangement on a carousel February 1967, UK number 4, 1967, US number 11, Australia number 14, Carrie Ann, May 1967, UK number 3, US number 9, Australia number 7. In mid-February 1967, Bobby Elliott collapsed on stage due to an inflamed appendix. The Hollies were forced to continue their touring commitments without him, using Tony Mansfield, Dougie Wright and Tony Newman as stand-ins for further live dates and Wright, Mitch Mitchell and Clem Cattini when they began recording for their next album, Evolution, which was released on the 1st of June 1967, the same day as the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It was also their first album for their new US label Epic, and reached number 13 in the UK and number 43 in the US the U.S. version included the single, Carrie Anne. In addition, The Searchers and Paul and Barry Ryan each had a minor UK chart hit covering the evolution song, Have You Ever Loved Somebody, in 1967. Also in 1967, the Hollies participated in the Festival di San Remo with the song Non prego per me, written by Italian songwriter Lucio Battisti and Italian lyricist Mogul, Nash's attempt to expand the band range with a more ambitious composition, King Midas in reverse, only reached number 18 in the UK charts. The Hollies then released the ambitious, psychedelic album Butterfly, retitled for the US market as King Midas in reverse Dear Eloise but it failed to chart. In response Clark and Nash wrote a more conventional pop song. Jennifer Eccles, named after their wives March 1968, UK number 7, US number 40, Australia number 13, which was a hit. The Hollies donated a Clark-Nash song, Wings, to No One's Gonna Change Our World, a charity album in aid of the World Wildlife Fund, in 1969. In addition to his Hollies work, Graham Nash co-wrote John Walker's first solo hit, Annabella, in 1967 and the following year sang on the Scaffold's UK chart topper, Lily the Pink, which referenced Jennifer Eccles. The failure of King Midas, in reverse, had increased tension within the band, with Clark and Hicks wanting to record more, pop, material than Nash did. Matters reached a head when the band rejected Nash's Marrakesh Express and then decided to record an album made up entirely of Bob Dylan covers. Nash did take part in one Dylan cover, blown in the wind but made no secret of his disdain for the idea and repeatedly clashed with producer Ron Richards. In August 1968 The Hollies recorded, Listen To Me, written by Tony Hazard September 1968, UK number 11, which featured Nicky Hopkins on piano. That proved to be Nash's last recording session with The Hollies. He officially left the group to move to Los Angeles, where he tentatively planned to become primarily a songwriter. After a performance in a charity concert at the London Palladium on the 8th of December 1968, Nash told Disc Magazine, I can't take touring anymore. I just want to sit at home and write songs. I don't really care what the rest of the group thinks. After relocating to Los Angeles, he joined with former Buffalo Springfield guitarist Stephen Stills and expert singer and guitarist David Crosby to form one of the first supergroups Crosby, Stills and Nash, which released Marrakesh Express as its debut single. The B-side of Listen to Me was Do the Best You Can. The last original recording of a Clark Hicks-Nash song to appear on a Hollies record, although, Survival of the Fittest, written by Clark Hicks-Nash, was recut with Terry Sylvester and issued as a U.S. single in 1970. Graham Nash was replaced in the Hollies in January 1969 by Terry Sylvester, formerly of the Escorts and the Swinging Blue Jeans. Sylvester also substituted for Nash's part of the group's songwriting team, with Clark and Hicks. As planned before Nash's departure, the group's next album was Holly Sing Dylan, which reached the number three position on the UK chart, while the US version, words and music by Bob Dylan, was ignored. Nash's departure saw the Hollies again turn to outside writers for their single asides but the group's British chart fortunes rallied during 1969 and 1970, and they scored four consecutive UK top 20 hits, including two consecutive top 5 placings in this period, beginning with the Jeff Stevens-Tony McCauley song, Sorry Suzanne, February 1969, which reached number 3 in the UK. The follow-up was the emotional ballad, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, written by Bobby Scott and Bob Russell, which featured the piano playing of Elton John. It reached number 3 in the UK in October 1969, and number 7 in the US in March 1970. The next album Hollies Sing Hollies did not chart in the UK but did well in the USA, where it reached number 32 after being retitled He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother and including that song, and in Canada. The Hollies next single, I Can't Tell the Bottom from the Top, again featured the young Elton John on piano and reached UK number 7 in May 1970, charting in 12 countries. The UK hits continued with Gasoline Alley Bread, written by Cook Greenaway, Macaulay, October 1970, UK number 14, Australia number 20. While the Tony Hicks song, Too Young to be Married, merely an album track in the UK and the US became a number one single in Australia, New Zealand and Malaysia, also reaching number nine in Singapore. Alan Clark's hard edged rocker, Hey Willie, made number 22 in the UK in 1971 and charted in eight other countries. Like Graham Nash before him, frontman Alan Clark by 1971 was growing frustrated. And he too began clashing with producer Ron Richards over material. After seeing Nash's success since departing, he was eager to leave the group and cut a solo album. After the 1971 album Distant Light, which concluded the band's Emmy, Parlophone contract in the UK and reached number 21 on the American Billboard chart, Clark departed from the Hollies in December, a move which surprised both the band's fans and the public in general. The Hollies signed with Polydor for the UK, Europe in 1972, although their US contract with Epic still had three more albums to run. Swedish singer Michael Rickfurst, formerly of the group Bamboo, who had supported the Hollies in Sweden in 1967, was quickly recruited by the rest of the band and sang lead on the group's first polydor single, The Baby, UK number 26, March 1972. When Michael first auditioned for them, he tried to sing in Alan Clark's higher vocal range, and the results were terrible. The rest of the group decided it might be better to record songs with him, starting from scratch. Terry Sylvester and Tony Hicks blended with Rick baritone voice instead of him trying to imitate Clark's tenor voice. There were rumors that Rick couldn't speak a word of English and had to learn the words of the baby, phonetically. The rumor about him not knowing English was false. Though he did struggle to understand English words that he had not put together. Meanwhile, in a counter-programming move, Parlophone lifted a Clark composed track from the previously unsuccessful album Distant Light that also featured Clark on lead vocals and lead guitar. The Credence Clearwater revival inspired Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress. Parlophone released this as a rival single to The Baby, in February 1972. Although it was only moderately successful in the UK, number 32 in the US, Epic, which owned the rights to Distant Light but had not released it, finally released the album in April 1972 and the single in May 1972. Surprisingly, the song became a smash hit outside of Europe, peaking at number 2 in the US, the Hollies' highest-charting single in the US and Australia. Long Dark Road is another track from Distant Light, with lead vocals by Hicks and the end of the song sung by Rick Furse. Both Rick and Hicks also swapped their main instruments for the song, with Pony playing bass and Rick Furs lead guitar. Their distinctive three part harmonies and a harmonica throughout, who was then also released as a US single, reaching number 26. As a result, Epic pressured Clark and the Hollies to reform. Despite the fact that they had split over a year previously, placing Rick Furs in an awkward position. Meanwhile, the Rick Rickfurs led Hollies' released their first album Romany, which reached number 84 in the US in October 1972. A second Rick Rickfurs sung single, Magic Woman Touch, 1972, failed to chart in the UK. Becoming the band's first official single to miss the UK charts since 1963, although it did chart in seven other countries, reaching the top 10 in the Netherlands, New Zealand and Hong Kong. A second Rickfors, Holly's album, Out On The Road, 1973, was recorded and issued in Germany. With the US success of Distant Light and its singles Clark decided to rejoin the band this summer of 1973, and Rickfors left. Accordingly, no UK or US release was made of Out On The Road, giving this lost Holly's album legendary status among the band's fans, and high prices on the original German release. After Clark's return, the Hollies returned to the UK Top 30 with another Swamp Rock-style song penned by Clark the day that Curly Billy shot down Crazy Sam McGee, UK number 24, 1973. In 1974 they scored what was to be their last major new US and UK hit single with the Albert Hammond, Mike Hazelwood composed love song, The Air That I Breathe, previously recorded by Hammond and by Everly on his 1973 solo album, Star Spangled Springer, which reached number two in the UK and Australia and made the top ten in the US. The single, Another Night, produced by Alan Parsons, which was released after the aforementioned single, appeared on Billboard's Rack Singles Best Sellers chart at number 32 on the 28th of July 1975 and peaked at number 71 on that publication's Hot 100. After the U.S. failure of the Hollies single, Fourth of July, Asbury Park, written by Bruce Springsteen, Epic gave up on the Hollies in the U.S., combining their two 1976 albums into their last U.S. release of the decade, Clark, Hicks, Sylvester, Calvert, Elliott, again including the Springsteen song to give it one last chance at success. The Hollies continued to have singles chart hits during the rest of the 70s but mostly in Europe and New Zealand. In 1976, for example, the group released three singles in three different styles, none of which charted in the UK or the US. Star, an up-tempo harmony number reminiscent of their 60s hits charted only in New Zealand and Australia, the hard rock number, Daddy Don't Mind, charted only, in the Netherlands and Germany, and, Wiggle That Wats It, an excursion into disco territory. charted only in the Netherlands, Sweden, and New Zealand. especially popular outside of the US, always very professional in their continuous concert engagements. The Hollies had album chart successes with compilation albums in 1977 and 1978, which kept them going through the late 1970s. In 1980, the Hollies returned to the UK charts with the single, Soldier's Song, written and produced by Mike Batt, which was a minor hit in 1980 reaching number 58 in the UK. They also released an album of Buddy Holly covers named Buddy Holly, which didn't chart in the UK or the US but did chart in the Netherlands, among other places. In May 1981, Calvert and Sylvester left the group after musical disagreements with Bruce Welch, who was producing them at that time. Nothing from the Welch sessions was ever released during this time. Sylvester also disagreed strongly with the band's sacking of their longtime manager Robin Britton. Alan Coates joined the band on rhythm guitar and high harmony vocals shortly afterwards. The Hollies went back in the studio on the 6th of June 1981 with singer, writer, guitarist John Miles in session bassist Alan Jones to record, Carrie, and, Driver. But neither one of these songs was released at this time, Carrie, appeared as the b-side of the re-released, Gain Heavy, in 1988. In August 1981, the remaining Hollies released, Holly Days on Emmy, a medley edited together by Tony Hicks from their Head records, which returned them to the UK Top 30. At the request of the BBC, Nash and Haydock briefly rejoined in September 1981 to promote the record on Top of the Pops. The Hollies issued their last Polly single, Take My Love and Run, written by keyboard player Brian Chatton. Who also appeared with the Hollies while they promoted the single on TV in November 1981, but this failed to chart. Graham Nash joined them for the recording of an Alan Tarney song, Something Ain't Right, on the 10th of September 1982, which led to a proper reunion album, What Goes Around, issued on WEA Records. Nash continued appearing with the Hollies through early 1984. Culminating in the Hollies' last hit in the USA Top 40 with a remake of The Supremes, Stop In The Name Of Love, which reached number 29 in 1983. Stop In The Name Of Love was taken from What Goes Around, which was released in July 1983 and charted in the US on Billboard Top 200 albums at number 90 a live album featuring the Clark hicks Elliott, nash regrouping reunion, who was recorded at Kings Island Amusement Park in Ohio, during a US tour that followed that same year. Finally being issued first in 1997 as Archive Live, then retitled On, with two extra tracks in 2004. The Hollies continued to tear and perform through the 1980s by this time reaching classic rock status and drawing crowds around the world to see them. In the mid-80s, the band began to lower the keys of their songs when Clark began to lose range. After its use in a TV beer commercial, for Miller Light Lager, in the summer of 1988, He Ain't Heavy was reissued in the UK and reached number one thus establishing a new record for the length of time between chart-topping singles for one artist of 23 years, the Hollies' only previous UK number one having been 1965's I'm Alive. By this time bassist Ray Stiles, formerly a member of 1970's chart-topping glam rock group Mud, had joined the permanent lineup. 1988 also saw the release of compilation album All The Hits and More the definitive collection which charted in the UK. In 1993, the Hollies had their 30th anniversary as a band. A compilation album, the air that I breathed the very best of the Hollies, charted number 15 in the UK. This album included a new single, The Woman I Love, which charted at number 42 in the UK. Graham Nash again reunited with the Hollies to record a new version of Peggy Sue Got Married that featured pre-recorded lead vocals by Buddy Holly, taken from an alternate version of the song given to Nash by Holly's widow Maria Elena Holly. This Buddy Holly and the Hollies recording opened the Not Fade Away tribute album to Holly by various artists. The Hollies also continued to tour and make TV appearances. The Hollies were awarded an Ivor Novello Award in 1995 for outstanding contribution to British music. Alan Clark retired in February 2000. He was replaced by Carl Wayne, former lead singer of The Move, a New Zealand Hollies' greatest hits compilation made number one in that country in 2001, dislodging the Beatles' one collection from the top spot. While re-establishing the band as a touring attraction over 2000 to mid-2004, Carl Wayne only recorded one song with them, How Do I Survive, the last and only new track on the 2003 Greatest Hits, which reached number 21 in the UK album chart. After Wayne's death from cancer in August 2004, he was replaced by Peter Howarth. By that time Alan Coates left the band and was replaced by Steve Laurie. The Hollies charted at number 21 in the UK in 2003 with compilation album Greatest Hits from Emmy in CD format. Emmy has released most of The Hollies' Emmy music on CD over the past 25 years. The Hollies were inducted into the Vocal Group Hall of Fame in the US in 2006. Also in 2006. The Hollies' first new studio album since 1983, Staying Power, was released by Emmy featuring Peter Howarth on lead vocals. The group released a studio album then, now always in late March 2009, again featuring Peter Howarth on lead vocals. The album was later given an official release by Emmy in 2010 with the addition of an extra original song, She'd Kill For Me. In recognition of their achievements, the Hollies were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2010. In the same year, a compilation album, Midas touched the very best of the Hollies, charted in the UK at number 23. In 2012, the Hollies released Hollies Live Hits. We Got The Tunes, a live double CD featuring the Hollies live performances recorded during the band's 2012 UK tour. In 2013, the Hollies' 50th year was packed with a worldwide 50th anniversary concert tour performing over 60 concerts. In 2014, Emmy released a three-CD compilation, 50 at 50, which concluded with one new song, Skylarks, written by Bobby Elliott, Peter Howarth and Steve Vickers. Original bassist Derek Haydock died on the 5th of January 2019 at the age of 75. The Hollies were one of the last of the major British invasion groups to have significant chart success in the United States. Their first single was not issued in the US and, although they had a minor US hit in 1964 with just one look, it was not until, Look Through Any Window, that the band reached the US top 40. Many of their early singles that had been major hits in the UK, including, Here I Go Again, I'm Alive, Yes I Will and, "We're Through failed to even reach the top 100 in the US. From 1966 until after they signed Epic in 1967, the band had their most concentrated success in the US, including four top 15 songs "Bus Stop, 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 Stop on a Carousel, and Carrie Anne." The move to Epic followed by Graham Nash's departure and in this streak, after that the Hollies had a few more huge hits, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother, Number 7, 1969, Long Cool Woman, No. 2, 1972, and The Air That I Breathe, No. 6, 1974. They did have additional US chart hits with the non-UK singles Pay You Back With Interest, No. 28 in 1966. Dear Eloise, number 50 in 1967, Long Dark Road, number 26 in 1972, and the reunion single Stop. In the Name of Love, number 29 in 1983. That's the summary we can give you about the Hollies' biography. We apologize if there are deficiencies or mistakes in the words we say. Don't forget to follow and share with your friends when we are here. Okay, to close this episode, we will play a song from the Hollies with entitled, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. Thank you and see you in the next episode.